Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. In your hands and in your care. In your hands and in your care. We ask if it be thy will that send your word as a rhema word on today. Father God, we need you. We can't get along without you. We ask that you bless sick, children, and bereaved family all over the land and country. Bless this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. And then Deacon Wade's hand. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. And this uh, week's lesson, Finding One's Way, we see Wilson as, as a way uh, that we should follow Christ. What has just happened right before this chapter is that Christ has just told them that one, one of them is going to be a traitor. Two, that Peter is going to deny him three times. And three, that he is leaving. And all these things are things that's going to upset them. Uh, and, and in this today's lesson, he lets them know that uh, following after Wilson, because it's, first it's therapeutic. And that Jesus addressed his disciples and tells them not to be upset as he's leaving, uh, nor lose courage because of what he has uh, said concerning Peter denying him, uh, what's going to happen because of Judas betraying him. Uh, but to keep the faith, and he says, uh, keep confidence in God. And he would, and knowing that God would protect them. And however they see him treated, and, and when he going to the cross, they should believe in him even more firmly than they did before. Uh, and his suffering, his resurrection should be to them the most positive proof uh, that he is the Messiah sent from the Father on a mission as the Savior of the world. Uh, we ought to follow with him because it is therapeutic, meaning wisdom can heal a wounded heart, and they're going to have a wounded heart because they they are concerned about um, uh, Jesus leaving them, and, and and we have a choice when when uh, when we lose a loved one or, or something like that happens, and, and and what we can do is we can come to grips with the with the presence of someone dear to us and be uh, potentially wound our heart, but we could be, say that. We can avoid it. We can lean on wisdom of God found in Jesus Christ. Jesus in turn assures us of his protection from becoming a victim of an affliction and a discouraged heart. In other words, Jesus can lift you through whatever you're going through. So he says to them, don't be, uh, don't let your heart be troubled. And then he says unto them, you believe in God, believe in me. And what he's telling them is Jesus is telling his disciples and us, place your confidence in God and him as the mediator between God and man. 
Expect the utmost support from God, but expect it through Jesus uh, Christ. For he promises to lift the disciples, and he'll promise to lift up. Because they'll become discouraged in, in what's going on in, in this world. And if we go through these times that we're going through right now, we could be encouraged. And knowing that if we believe in God and believe we're believing in Jesus, that he can see us too. When the wisdom of God is relied upon, we experience both the power of God in facing issues, crises, and struggles, as well as having the support of God's presence. We also have God's grace with us, upon us. Uh, wisdom ensures that we are not left to face these crises alone, but that Jesus uh, will uh, will see us through. So we let them know that when we're going through all these things that we're going through, lean on the Father, and in other words, you're leaning on him, that he is the mediator between God and, and man. And so we can get through these things. And then he says in that uh, second, in second verse, in my Father's house are many mansions. And... A very clear saying is that, and many would say that uh, there's room for everybody in his father's house. But in, in our teaching, Doctor Walls always goes a little bit further in there on that verse. In that that verse is saying, uh, "The father's house is the kingdom of glory, and many mansions are the various degree of glory." Degree. Food for the very capacities and attainment of the saints of God. In other words, what what uh, Walls would teach him, if he was teaching, is that the many mentions is teaching us that we will not receive the same rewards because of our different capacities and different degree of uh, attainment. In other words, we all get to heaven if we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But there's going to be different degrees of, of uh, rewards that we will receive. In other words, uh, it teaches us that we're going to, uh, depending on what we have done and, and, and our abilities, uh, we're going to uh, receive different rewards. And these rewards uh, might be in form of our crowns. Some will receive crowns and some won't. And in the crown that we receive, we will not be something that we are, uh, walk around with it as, as a crown you see in a beauty contest that uh, Miss America puts on her crown and put praise up and down the aisle and, and, and as if it's something spectacular. But what we'll do is the crown is, that, is a form of our wisdom, and we will toss it at at, at at, at, at Jesus' feet as we worship him, as a, be a form of worship. So uh, when he says the many mentions, uh, he's also talking about the many degrees of attainment that we will receive when we enter heaven. And he says, it is not, if it had not been so, he would not have told you. And, and we got, can't overlook who, who's talking here. In other words, this is not a regular man or angel or minister or a devil. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the one who knows the makeup of the heavenly glories. He is the one that speaks only the truth. He is the one as God the Son. 
that established the plan for the reception of his saints. So Jesus is saying if these places were not already prepared because uh, before the foundation of the earth, he had already prepared how how salvation was going to be. So it ain't something that that, that we're calling and saying, I hope I get a good hotel when I had that. And, uh, um, Holiday Inn and, and when I go to Dallas But these places are already rep- uh, Prepared for us uh, He's prepared them before he came here uh, He would not have Allowed his disciples nor us To indulge in vain hope Concerning our future in the state of blessings In other words uh, What I'm telling you is all, I've already seen Because that's where he came from He came from heaven And, and so uh what he's telling them is, is the truth, or otherwise he wouldn't even tell you. And then he talks about going to prepare a place for you. Uh, to prepare a place for us is, that, is to say that I've already assigned your name as part of this glory in which we have we earned in your just rewards. In other words, I, I've already established, if you accept me as your Lord and Savior, I've already accepted uh, Prepared a place, I, and, and this place is assigned uh, to you uh, in heaven. Heaven is arranged with different capacity for various assignments. Uh, Ephesians 3 9 and 10 states that to all, to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus. So all these things have already been set in place. He's already prepared a place. In verse 3, said, If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Uh, Jesus gives us three divine promises in that. First of all, he's going to prepare a place for you. That is, to open the kingdom of, of glory for the reception of his saints. In other words, he... Uh, He's already uh, going to go and prepare that place for you. And that's the first one. And the second part is that when he do, he's going to come again. That's a, that's the second part of his promise. That is, after his resurrection, Jesus will return and give his followers the full assurance of the state of blessedness and receive you unto myself. That is, Jesus will confirm to his followers in faith by his grace. Uh, these three promises that are guaranteed to all followers throughout time following his resurrection. These compromises are not something that's going to uh, break. They are unbreakable to all that measure up to the conditions stipulated by the Lord. In other words, these these are promises that I'm going to I'm going to provide for you. And then he says, "Where I am, you that there you should be also." In other words, he, we have the assurance that Jesus will never leave nor forsake us. This is another way of stating the internal security of the believer. Once we are healed, there is nothing that can be severed, that can sever his bond from us. In other words, we're locked into it. There are those who believe that we can walk away from Christ and in doing so lose our salvation. But Jesus will not go and assign the name to our place in the kingdom if he had not already assured us that our state as followers of his will be there for us. He would not promise to go back and receive us unto himself. 
If any of us walk away from him or lose our salvation, he's not going to happen. He has assured us that wherever Jesus is, we are there also. So he set this this in, in line for them. He lets them know that you ain't got to be troubled about none of these things because I have already set it in motion. I, 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 I've already prepared the place. I've did all these things ahead of time. So what I'm telling you, you can believe in it. Uh, it's set before you. And all you have to do is accept me as your Lord and Savior. And then he goes to to the second part of this. And I'm going a little fast because I know it's, it's a lot to this. Uh, and the second part is that when we don't understand, and and, and he goes and says, what I go, you, you know, and the way you know. Uh, Jesus spoke frequently uh, of his return to glory and the way he would return to the point that his disciples should have been, have not been confused or unclear about either. In other words, um, Jesus had put that in divine intelligence on them. And, and, and so many times he took them aside and explained to them uh, about uh, what was going to happen when he go away. Uh, so, they ought to have been in line with, 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 with an understanding of what, what he was talking about. But we find out that in, in verse 5 that Thomas is still not clear about what, what, what Jesus is talking about. And Thomas said unto him, Lord, if we know not whether thou goest, how can we know the way? And what has happened is that Thomas is, is still thinking in a carnal mind and still in a spiritual mind. Uh, in other words, he don't perceive the wisdom that that, that, that Jesus is trying to get him to see. Uh, see, wisdom is, uh, wisdom is primarily spiritual. And, and Thomas is thinking in, in, in a carnal mind. And so he don't perceive the, the truth of wisdom. And no doubt, uh, uh, Thomas was thinking that Jesus was going to another town, a city, a village, uh, and 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 had not told them where. So how could they know where he is going? But Jesus is talking about going back to heaven. So until Thomas gets that that understanding, uh, he's not able to perceive what Jesus is talking about. Uh, see, wisdom is not always perceived because. We are sometimes more in a carnal mind than we are in a spiritual mind. And wisdom, is, it comes from the Lord, so it is spiritual. And so some of the teaching that, that Jesus is trying to get them to see, uh, they're not able to see. So Thomas is confused about what Jesus is talking about. Um, so then Jesus breaks it down a little bit further than it, so Thomas can get a better understanding and says, Jesus says unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come unto the Father but by me. In other words, Jesus is telling Thomas, he is the way to the Father. Uh, the way Jesus is speaking is <clears throat> obvious, the way is that, that leads to the place for which he is returning. In other words, I'm not talking about that city uh, Nazareth or some of those places. I'm talking about heaven. Uh, uh, he, he, what he's saying is uh, he means that they were to obey his precepts, imitate his life, follow after him. In his teaching, we are to see that 
God has no other way to the Father except through Jesus. So we got we got to realize that the, the way that He's talking about is Jesus is the way. That that is the only way to follow after Jesus. The only way we're going to get to heaven, and that's where He is, is to follow uh, His example and to follow after Him. So it says Jesus says. Uh, he is the way by his doctrine, his example, his sacrifice, his spirit. Jesus is true. That which is opposite of truth is everything that is false. Jesus is eternal life, uh, both grace and glory. In other words, no one comes to the Father but by him. So when when, when we talk about um, I'm, I believe in Muhammad or Confucius or the Pope or all those different things of Joseph, uh, whatever his name was, that went out in the desert and saw all those things. All those, you can do, you can say about him, but that is not the way to the Father. Uh, if you follow after them, you will not get to heaven. The only way to get there is to follow after Jesus. So as when we talk about our wisdom, wisdom is to follow after him. And he said, if you have known me, you should have known the Father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. The Father and the Son are the same in this character, makeup, belief, standard, purpose, and personality. In other words, Jesus said, if you know me, you know the Father. There's no difference in who they were. In other words, it, Jesus makes it very plain. He is a carbon copy of his Father. Uh, I know sometimes we... We have children that are nothing like us, but Jesus is telling them, if you know the Father, you know me, because we are the same. We are one. Uh, and, uh, that Father, Son aspect in the Spirit, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit make up the Trinity. So he's trying to get them to understand what he's talking about. But still, uh, you see, Philip is, 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 is not understanding. So Philip says unto him, Lord, show us the Father. And it suffices us. Uh, and, and we understand that, that Philip is sincere in his in his questioning, but but he lacked understanding. He he liked the uh, wisdom. So uh, Philip did not uh, comprehend that Jesus and the Father was one. In other words, Philip desires a physical manifestation uh, of the revelation of God. And, and and Jesus is telling him that you I won't give you a revelation of of who God is, you know, I can't, uh, how to put that, I can't manifest a, a, a body, a physical being that you could see, uh, it's about the spirit, uh, in other words, you should be, they should have been completely satisfied with the works that Jesus had done, uh, his miracles, his teaching, uh, it was proof that only way that a man could do that was that he was sent by God. No ordinary man could do that; those kind of things. And Jesus was telling him, uh, uh, "You should know that. Uh, you shouldn't need anything else." Uh, so Jesus said in verse nine, Jesus said unto him, "I have been so long with you, and yet has thou not known me, Philip?" He that has seen me has seen the Father, and has said, and thus says, show us the Father. In other words, Philip, come on now. I've been with you for three years. 
uh, and taught you all this teaching and, and all the works that you saw. And, um, he says unto him, look at all the miracles I've done. Witness the, the uh, you witness all the works, uh, the, the, the hearing my doctrine and seeing Jesus heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out demons and, and, and being in Jesus' classes when he took them aside and then taught them privately because many of the, the parables that he told them, he called them aside and explained it to them. So all these things you, you've heard of, uh, in my teaching in the, in the synagogue and the multitudes on the mountainside, all that you've seen me do, feed the, the, the thousands of, of people. These works could not have been done by an ordinary man. So he's telling Philip, uh, <laughs> all this time you've been with me, you should have done, done noticed that these things were happening. How is it that you have not seen uh, what I have been telling you? Uh, how, could, and, and how could you not have an understanding of who I am? And so then he breaks it down a little bit uh, different and says, believe I not that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I have spoken unto you, I speak not of myself, but of the Father that dwelleth in me. He does the work. In other words, Jesus, Jesus challenged in the faith of Philip. He said, believe I not that I am the Father and the Father in me. In other words, uh, you got to believe these things. It takes faith to understand the oneness of God, the Father, and of God, the Son. Uh, faith accepts the ordinary, extraordinary work of Jesus as proof that only God can do the miracle that has been done by Jesus' hand. Jesus is teaching here that there's two distinct persons comprising the oneness of nature existing between the Father and the Son. The oneness that existing in Jesus and the Father teaches us that we are one in the essence, one in speech, one in action. Jesus says the words he speaks are not his own, but his Father's words. In other words, he's just uh, imitating what his Father has told him to do. Uh, this teaches us that we are not to look for God anywhere else other than in Jesus. So He's trying to get Philip to, do, to develop the concept that the Father and the Son is one. And then he said, breaks it down even a little bit further and said, believe me that I am, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the works sake. In other words, you got two ways you can believe in me. Uh, uh, on the basis that, that uh, I declare unto you the testimony that, that I am Jesus, uh, uh, you can believe the works that I've done, the miracles he's performed. Uh, so however you you want to do it, think about it in, in, in more than one way. You've seen uh, me and, and you heard me teach uh, who I am, and now you've seen my work. So I, with all of that, put all that together, uh, and, and you can believe that I am who I say that I am. So he said, verily I say unto you, he that believeth in me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than those shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And he's talking about the ministry of the gospel and the works of the teaching and preaching and is the same assignment given to Christ as he given to his followers. In other words, we are uh, to, to carry on the same work that he has been doing. Now, we won't be 
And we probably won't perform the miracles that Jesus has performed. But what he's saying that we'll be able to carry this thing uh, further than he's carried it. Because uh, uh, he only spent three-year ministry. We spent in a, uh, years and years of our life. And we had an opportunity. He carried it to a small area in Israel and in the surrounding areas. But we will be able to carry it to the utmost corners of the earth. Uh, we have decades to do that. So we won't have the quality that he did, but we can have the quantity by us being able to touch so many people. Um, so that's what he means when he says you would do greater than I did. And not that we'll be greater than Christ because we can't but we can do some great things through him. Uh, I can do all things through Jesus Christ that strengthened me. In other words, I can't do the thing, but it's through him that I'll be able to do some, uh, can be able to do some, some, some works. He says, whatsoever ye shall act in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And this is not giving anyone the assurance of action and receiving anything that is not lining up with the will, the purpose, and the timing of God. Uh, in other words, in my name is the key understanding of the promise Jesus made and saying, whatsoever you shall ask, that I will do. In my name is teaching us that Jesus would never ask anything that is outside of the will of the Father or ask anything that is not of faith. So Jesus is teaching us the purpose for action. It is to glorify God in him. Jesus promised to grant our prayers requests. That will I do. But granting our prayers requests is not based simply on our action, but rather on action right. In other words, right is being in accordance with God's sternness and will. So <clears throat> all of what we do, all of when we ask things, we ask it in his name. But it ought to be the will of God. Is this the will of God that I'm asking for? Uh, uh, in other words, if it's not God's will, uh, then it ain't gonna line up with what he's what he's uh, God is trying to get us to do. So all that we uh, do needs to line up with the Father. And then in fourteen, he said, "If you ask anything in my name, I will do it." Uh, if we can believe that Jesus works through us and the works uh, of our hands, we ought to also have not have difficulty believing that the works of the hand of Jesus are the works of the Father through him. In other words, uh, what we are doing is through Jesus and the Father and not something we can do. And we have to realize that unless we're doing God's will. In other words, we, if we're doing some things that's not God's will, it's not. He's not going to be blessing it because it has to be the will of God. Uh, something we might take away from this blessing is that God wants us to know that our lives are not our own. It is <coughs> life under His government. It is His wisdom that we that should govern our lives daily. Uh, we should let him take control of our lives and guide us through uh, all the things that we do. Uh, kind of rushed through that, but I, it was so much. Uh, uh, it's a lot that can, we can talk about, but so uh, 
open it up and, and let uh, anyone has uh, something they want to say, say something, comments. Brother Teacher, backing up a little bit to verse 13, mm-hmm. and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the mm-hmm. Father may be glorified in the Son. That's not meaning, I used to wrestle with this a lot when I was mm-hmm. a whole lot younger and didn't have much common sense. I used <laughs> to think all I got to do is, God, I need this, and he go give it to me. That's not meaning that God is, um, um, how could I say it? God is not our crutch. Yeah, God say if we ask, but we have to trust and believe. And if it's in his will, if it's in his will, then, yes, it will happen. It might not happen today, next week, or next month. But if it's in his will, when the time is right, when he's ready for it to happen, it'll happen. might pray for something today and not even hear no more from God for five years. But when it happens, is go come back to your memory that you know what I used to pray for this all the time and God thank you that it was time now I wasn't ready back then because I didn't know what I was asking for but now that I'm older and wiser you know it come to pass and that's what we have to think about not so much as you know we think we need or think we won't and God just go pour it out and give it to us it don't work like that yeah, yeah, it it, it has to, three things involved. Yeah, it has to line up with his will. It has to line up with his purpose, and it has to be in line up with his timing. In other words, you you asked for it, what was it, five years ago? But it wasn't the right time, uh, and so it didn't happen then because it wasn't it wasn't in his timing. So all those things has to has to line up. Uh, for you to receive what you're asking for. Yep. Hmm? Yeah, that, that's where purpose comes in. It may not be for you. And so if it's not his purpose that is for you, then no, it, it, it's not. It's not in God's will. That's true. That's why we have to, when we pray, we have to pray that God's will be done and accept mm-hmm. God's will. You know, don't get upset because God didn't didn't do what you asked him to do. Just accept God's will. You know, and I think about my grandma. She used to tell us all the time, stop praying that selfish prayer for God to go ahead and heal her and keep her here. She had lived her life and she was ready to go. She asked that we would just, you know, accept God's will. When it's time, accept God's will. And that's something that, you know, we have to get in our heart to accept God's will. Because whatever God's will, it's going to be. We can either fight against it or we can go, we can, you know, accept it. So, you know, we just have to get it in our heart to accept God's will. Whatever God's will, it's going to be. Well, true worship is when the mind of man and the will of God lines up. Uh-huh. When when that happens, then you can truly worship God the way it needs to be worshipped. And and that's what 
your grandmother is saying uh, when when your when when your will and God's will line up. In other words, you're not gonna change God. God, God is unchanging. When That's he decides right. your your mother's gonna go, she's gonna go. But what needs to happen is you need to change your mind to yeah. line up with us with. That's right. Because his will is, is so much <laughs> so much greater than ours. Uh, if our will be done, we never die. We'd be a world walking around here with <laughs> hanging on the peoples for uh, <laughs> nine hundred some years and they on machines trying to keep breathing and, and uh, but that's not God's will. God has a plan for us to live, to be born, to live, and to die. Yeah, it's all part of His will, and, and it's set before the uh, before we even born. How long we gonna live, and when we gonna die? But our our, our, our true faith is that He's already prepared a place for us. Uh, and Paul likes to talk about that uh, he don't know which is best to stay here and and and, and be uh, do God's will or go be with him. In other words, but he finally decided that it's better to be with him. So we got to realize that this is just a uh, bus stop on our way to where we're trying to go to. We just gonna a life is but a vapor. We're here today and gone tomorrow. Uh-huh. And we have to accept that God's will is bigger, bigger than ours. Yep. Come ask from anybody. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to uh, the class. I I just want to put it in reverse. If you look at it, this here, first of all, Jesus told us we're going to have trials and tribulations on this side. And when you look at it, Jesus had already foretold uh, about his betrayal. And we as uh, Christ followers, we're going to get betrayed along the way. And then he was talking about the new uh, commandments. And uh, we ought to, first of all, follow his commandments. And then he told uh, Peter about denying him. That's how life is when folks walk with you, talk with you, they're going to deny you. But Jesus is letting us know now in this 14th chapter, he was sharing with us that let not your heart be troubled. In other words, if you're going to be Christ-like, you're going to go through some things. you're going to uh, be persecuted for Christ's sake. But he was telling us in this lesson that uh, two things that I really uh, got out of it, and I had read this many times, preached it many times, and if you notice, 99.9% of the time at funerals, you hear two scriptures. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. In the next thing you hear, let not your heart be troubled. And I began to, when I was in class, and asked why did they always uh, read that like that. And, and we stuck, we got stuck on 14th chapter of John because he said that 
if you look at it, it started out that he, Jesus assured us. He was saying, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In other words, when you took on salvation and when you took on him, that's when your trouble will come. And he said, don't worry, because in my father's house, if you realize and understand that on this walk of life, you're going to uh, have to realize you're going to, in order to get what God has for you, you're going to go through some things. And then he said, in my father's house are men and mansions. And then again, the teacher told us also, if you look at the word mansion, a lot of folks say, well, I'm going to have a big house. But the only thing it was when you break mansion down, it's talk about a room. That's all we got, all of us call it in, in heaven. It's going to be one big heaven, but it's going to be many rooms. That's what he said in mansion. It means you're going to have rooms. And he already told he go there for fair place for it, but it's going to be for prepared people. And then after he assured us, we got to learn how to trust him. And when we trust him, we can walk with him. And even though, uh, look at how Thomas uh, had doubted the Lord. Thomas had is one that had uh, walked with the Lord, talked with the Lord, and then Thomas doubted him, but uh, he, he he showed Thomas who he was because he said, Thomas, put your head in my side. And when he nailed me and pierced me in the side, he, and then Thomas believed. And we got to understand, my brother and sister, he said, where I go there, ye may be also. But in order to get there, you got to get prepared. And uh, that's like you get ready to go to Houston. You ain't going to go over there over a quarter of a tank of gas and think you're going to make it there without stopping. So in other words, you're going to have some stops along the way. And sometimes you're going to have to scratch. Sometimes you might have to go to the restroom. In other words, it prepares you for your journey. Your journey. But you got to keep your hands in the master's hand, it's talking about how uh, one uh, find Jesus Christ. You can go through some things, even though something may try to uh, block you, something may worry you. But keep your hand in the Lord's hand. Anybody in there? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, Anthony, you there? Yes, sir. So uh, I was just thinking, you know, it relates a lot to today to, you know, some of the things that you um you know talked about on sunday so i was just it was just interesting to see how those uh two messages connected um because you talked a lot about you know not necessarily uh knowing where you're going to go and it's it all coming together so it was just interesting kind of seeing finding your way and everything coming together seeing how those connected so i was really appreciative of that all right One way. Anybody else? 
Digaway, you have anything else? No, sir. All right. Uh, do we have any prayer requests? Okay. Is, is, is anybody there? Can they hear me? Okay. okay. Uh, uh, yes. Okay. I know I asked, uh, I asked Sunday for everyone, you know, to keep us in their prayers. But for two weeks, Erica will be going um, somewhere to get some help. So I'm Amen. asking our church family and those that love her that we keep our prayers with her because you know this is a hard time and we don't know how things are going to be our lord and savior as the teacher said preparing us and we we just have to put it in his hands yes and trust in everything because he knows the way and if we we just trust in the lord We'll, be, we'll all be all right. Yes. That's it. Amen. And this Amen. is uh, Anthony again. I, I won't be specific because, you know, everybody's, you know, um, you know, cases are, are, you know, situations of their own. But just, um, you know, I just want to pray for everybody's health this week. So, um, you know, whether it's, you know, anything that's been ongoing or anything that's new just you know being just asking everybody to kind of be in prayer for everybody that everybody's health remains strong amen 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 thank you and i ask special prayer for myself that god continue to give me strength to continue to you know do what i do because as of now, we are up to 80 plus COVID cases in our facility. Wow. And I have 12 COVID positive patients that I have to take care of daily. So I ask that, that y'all continue to pray my strength. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Oh, the prayers of the righteous are barely as much. Um, and uh, we're definitely praying for all of your requests uh, because all of us, I'm asking strength for the Walnut Grove family that he continue to unite, unite us together in Christian year where, where there's unity, there is some strength. So uh, and we just want to continue to pray for one another, not only one another, but pray for everybody. Uh, yeah. and, uh, I'm asking, yeah, I'm asking again that, uh, lift my, uh, my mother up in prayer. We're going to be going back and forth to Louisiana from time to time. <clears throat> again, she's now beginning to have to have blood, uh, twice this week. So we're going to ask, uh, we can't go in there with her, but we're just asking prayer for us and we know God is a healer so if you can't yeah. find me if you can't find me 
just leave me a text or something. I'll be going back and forth over there checking with her. Uh, now we couldn't understand it uh, a few mo- a weeks ago when our sister would not let us come see her at the house, and but now we understand. So uh, some things you may not understand, but you understand it better by and by. So we ask that you uh, pray for her strength, and uh, we're definitely praying for Sister Mitchell, uh, Erica, uh, and all those that are standing in need of a special prayer. And so we're just asking that Walnut Grove unite us, uh, let us unite together. Uh, together we stand and divided we'll fall. Uh, Deacon Wade, uh, Wade, if there's nothing else, I'm going to close out with prayer. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, who we come right now in the precious name of Jesus, just thank you, Lord, for how you have spared us, how you have kept us, how you have saved us, how you have raised us. Father yes, God, Lord. in the name of Jesus, we ask that you look upon Sister Erica right now, Erica Bonner. We're calling her name. We're placing her name on the altar. We're yes, asking Lord. that you just look upon her right now. Cover her up under the blood of Jesus. In the name yes. of Jesus, Father yes. God, we know that you stand by, you've been by, you with her all the way. Father God, we ask in the name of Jesus, you look upon her family as they endure uh, some things with her. We ask that you give them strength, give them understanding, let them know that you're still by their side. And Master, yes. we're asking a uh, special prayer for Sister Mitchell as she go in and out of her facility. Uh, we ask that you just cover her up under the blood of Jesus. Thank you for her loyalty, her dedication to her job. We ask that you not only bless her and her job, but bless all of us as we go in and out of our job. Father God, we ask, look upon our school system. We ask that you just bless the children, bless the teachers, just bless the whole entire faculty and staff. We just cover everyone up under the blood of Jesus. Now, Lord, we ask a special blessing upon my mother right now, just Continue to screen her right now. Give her the blood that she needs right now in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we know that she's a way maker. We know that she's a healer. We ask in the name of Jesus that you just do what you do. We call, we give it all to you. We just thank you for each and every one of us, uh, the Walnut Grove family. And we're not being selfish. Master, we just ask you to bless every church, everyone that stand, uh, church is standing wide open in our name, Scripture. Yeah. Father God, there may be somebody here tonight that did not ask for special prayer, but we're praying for the entire nation, entire society, because all of us are standing in need of prayer. Bless us yeah. and keep us. In the name of Jesus, we ask it all. Amen. Thank God. Yeah. Thank Amen. God bless. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church Podcast. If you feel led to do so, you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.